I'm special guest Seppi Kid. Yay! Yeah, go check out his music. You can find him on uh, Instagram and on SoundCloud and on Spotify. And sometimes even on the streets. Sometimes <laughs> even on the streets. Whamma. What what movie did we watch today, Gabe? Descendants, the first one. Um, for people who don't know what the basic premise of the plot is, uh, would you mind helping us out, Seppi Kid? Well. Oh god. <laughs> um so No, just give us the just like the basic what's the basic book. Alright, so Alright, so okay, so there's like the Disney movies and you have like the heroes and the villains, right? Like princesses yeah. princes, heroes, uh wicked witches, beasts, villains, Jafars, villains. Okay, so where do they all go after the movies? They became parents, like everybody else, like me, you, we're all going to become parents and get stuck in a life full of children, like, that look like us, but Life full of children, one child. One, one child. Chi- one oh, child yeah. They all only have one child who they name after themselves, like, narcissistic <laughs> idiots. So, um, anyway, so... That's great. Okay, well, all we really need to know is that wait, this is a Disney wait, wait, property. Wait, there's the island. I'll explain it. Do you yeah. want, so, I, can, I can get through it. Right no, here we go. What's it called? Oregon? No, it's okay. Oregon? <laughs> Okay, so the, me... there's a... Hold on. So there's the good place. There's a good island. No, this isn't the good place. That's a show on Netflix. No. This is a different... This, this is... There's... Shh, I need to explain. So there's a good place, a good island. It's called the United States of Oregon. Even though there just seems to be one island. And they ha- they use like a US dollar system. But it's coins? Question mark? They they do have dollars, yeah. They're, they dollars. Dollars. Okay. Uh, in coin purses. And it's all ruled by Beast, the Beast from <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. It's all ruled by and <laughs> and his wife Belle. We're gonna get into her later. Later. Um, yeah. And his his son. He has a son who's prince. His name is Ben. It's yeah. kind of like a mixture between Belle and Beast. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, he always wears uh, blue and yellow as well. That's all he wears. And uh, he's 16 years old, but he's going to be crowned king of the United States of Oregon, which is is an elected position. Wow. Yeah. But uh, it seems really weird that he's he's becoming king because his parents are definitely, like, still pretty young. They're, like, young 40s, still ruling, still kicking. He just kind of is. But for his first act of king... Still swallowing down their huge necks. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Uh, For his first act of king, though, he wants to bring... A bu- like four students even before wait, he wait, came wait wait bad island there's a bad island no, no, let me for get, the bad let me people this. let me get through this it's called the lost island it's called the isle of the lost isle of the lost it's where they put all the villains it's where they put at- all the villains that were bad I'm going to just stop <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna help you explain the beginning no it's really good to <laughs> just taking so so for Ben's first act even before he becomes king he wants to bring four kids from uh, an island off the coast of Oridon, which is called the Isle of the Lost, and it houses all of the villains and their children, which they don't get to participate in things like, I guess, voting for the new king or going to Oridon High, which is a prep school for specifically the good Disney kids. 
So the four kids that he picks are Mal, uh, the daughter of Maleficent, Evie, the daughter of the villain in Snow White, who is just called Evil Queen, she doesn't get a name, Jay, the son of Jafar, and Carlos, the son of Cruella de Vil. So he brings them over and they, they meet up with him and he kind of falls for Mal, but he's dating a, a woman named Audrey, who is the daughter of Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. And so Mal. So, so Mal Some and her Mal. don't really get along that well. Nope. But there's a there's a reason why the kids decided to come. Their parents wanted them to, to come to Oradon High so that they could steal the fairy godmother's wand to break the barrier, which is over the Isle of the Lost, which keeps people from leaving. Mm. Uh, and then the villains would get out and basically take over Oradon. So the kids try to get the wand, but it's in a museum, so they can't get it. But they hear that at Ben's coronation ceremony, they're going to be able to get it. Mm. So the Mal decides to seduce Ben by using a love potion, which he decides to sing a song about how much he loves her <laughs> and breaks up with Audrey and takes her out on a date. Meanwhile, Evie learns that she doesn't need to just get a prince, but she also can use her brain to solve problems. Mm. Carlos learns that dogs aren't the evil monsters that his mom told him. Mm -hmm. And Jay learns that sports is cool. That's it. Yeah, that's his, that's his entire character arc. That's his entire character arc. Sports is cool. Mm. And teamwork is good. Yes. Yeah, that's the other character arc. I guess Carlos has less of one, but he's such a full, round character. I mean, in personality, so. Yes. Uh, he does pretty well. So Mel ends up developing feelings for Ben. So when they go to the coronation ceremony, she actually brings him an anti-love potion so that she stops uh, keeping him under her spell. But then when he eats it, he says that on their date, he bathed in a magic river, very deus ex machina style. And yes. so he knew that he was under a spell, uh, that she had put him under a spell and now he's off of it, but he still loves her. Uh, and then going uh, right as Ben is getting crowned, the person who steals the wand is not Mal, but instead the fairy godmother's own daughter, whose name is Jane, who is very plain, which is a joke, I guess, yeah. by way of not being a joke. And Mal helped her do her hair and told her that magic could solve her problems in order to try to manipulate her, but it ended up making her just want to steal her mother's wand. But the minute that she takes it, it just breaks down the barrier entirely, and all the villains escape. Uh, well, no. All the villains could have escaped, but instead just Maleficent does and turns into a dragon, has a staring contest with Mal, and then turns into a lizard. Yeah. That's, and then they dance at the end. And then they dance. That's the, Yeah, that's, that's the, the entire movie, movie basically. Mm. Yeah. Perfectly. It was, it was really good, I think. I think that they really... Uh, um, I love I love it when dramatic climaxes uh, in the end are just staring competitions between a really badly CGI dragon and a girl with CGI green eyes. That's that's what gets me up in the morning. Yeah, that's what gets me up at the night. I'm hoping to see a lot more staring competitions in Descendants three when it comes out. Yeah, yes. they they definitely got rid of the staring competitions in, in Descendants two, which makes me think they're saving all their staring competition <laughs> coins for Descendants three. Descendants it's gonna be like like in Twilight when they like stare at each other. Yeah, but it's gonna be like. Twice as long. It, the whole movie, the movie will be the characters staring at you mm -hmm. live. <laughs> <laughs> They'll all just come up to the, and, to the television and <laughs> like, stare at you. All their eyes will glow. They're waiting for us to turn into lizards. That's what's Yeah, happening. that's the whole thing. And yeah. Rotten to the Core is silently playing in the background. <laughs> well, we can't bring up Rotten to the Core without Let's explaining bring what up it is. Rotten to the all Core. Right, all right, Kid, bring on what you like. So, the beginning, they... They dance. The evil guys, they dance. And it, they do, they have a, their own song. Yes. It's good. It's written by Boo Boo Stewart. It's not written by Boo Boo Stewart. Oh, it's performed Boo by Performed by Boo Boo, Boo, Boo Stewart. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Who plays Jay, by the Who way. Who plays Jay, yeah. the sport guy. He seems yes. like a fine young man. Jafar's son. And 
It's bad. It's dubstep made in 2015. Yep. F- arguably five years after it died. Yeah. Um, the baseline is weird. It's very... Yeah, it's yeah. not there. Um. <laughs> There's a lot of really interesting dancing, which is sort of trying to mix what's, like, hip with the kids on the street with, um, like, high school musical yeah. sort of choir dancing, mm-hmm. which it doesn't mesh in the slightest. And then to add to that, none of these kids can sing. Yeah. No. So, so it's, they, like, rhythmic talking yeah. occasionally. Mm. Yeah. Or, or they just auto-tune it. Or they auto-tune It's, like, it. highly auto-tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Most of it. Yeah. But then once that's done, you get to meet the, the villains... Or, like, the parents of the villain kids. Yeah, th- those guys are great. They're, they like are some of the best, some of the best of the parts of the movie. Yeah. You get the sense, though, that really only Maleficent actually cares about getting off the island and oh, yeah. power and taking over. The rest of them are kind of a bit more just, like, I don't know, kind of Slumber early around. onset dementia. Yeah, they're always yeah. chilling there. They have, like, a mini fridge where they are in a TV. Yeah. And you always see them just hanging out. They're good friends. They got their own space. Like, why would they want to leave? Yeah, there's really nothing evil about what they're doing. Well, no. I mean, it's not even... It's not even that. I think it's just that they they're so far gone at this point mentally. Like I can't I don't think that they can even like comprehend like what the outside world could even be. I, yeah. yeah. That's it for them. Which is a little sad. Which I think you had a point about Jafar being a little bit of a sad character. Well, Jafar yeah. is Jafar is just completely relegated to the background for most of this movie, but he actually has a really good emotional scene with Jay uh, at the beginning. So Jay's a thief and he particularly steals Uh, lamps for his dad and whenever his dad gets one he always rubs it like it's a genie lamp and you just get like this really amazing sort of micro expression on Jay where he looks at his dad like "Uh, we're doing this again and his dad reassures him that one of these days he's gonna find it like it it will be this time you know and I think if they would have played that out where Jay is really just a kind guy who's really just trying to help his dad who's gone a little bit nuts in not really his old age, but definitely in his early onset dementia age. <laughs> it could have been a really good movie, I think. Uh, maybe not a good movie, but at least a good character arc. A good arc character arc. Yeah. We but, could use one of those. <laughs> but they're they're so fast, though. You know what I mean? Uh, like, the good moments, you love it, and then they gotta crack some joke in there. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I didn't want that. Nobody you know wanted I mean? it. Nobody yeah. wanted it. There's a lot of quote-unquote jokes. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a there's an amazing joke where Mal steals literal candy from a baby. And the opening song, Rotten to the Core. And then her mom congratulates her on it, takes it, spits on the candy, puts it under her armpit, and then orders one of the minions to give it back to uh, the, the child who lost it. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. It's, it's very bizarre, especially since uh, later on, when they're in the limo and they're being driven to Oridon High, there's like a bunch of candy in there and they all act like they've never seen candy before. Which I guess you could argue that they've never seen that much candy before, but the fact that they would just take this this candy from a baby as like a joke and it's sort of like this haha this is funny because it's evil moment but then makes such a big deal out of sweets for the rest of the movie <laughs> just it feels totally deaf to me a little it's bit a little weird yeah yeah there's some continuity areas for sure yeah we can't get into all of them but that's a that kind of proves. well to me it's funny because it's like candy you know mm. if they, if they got like extremely good wi-fi in the limo I would see how they would be overjoyed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they do complain about the fact that there's no Wi-Fi on the Isle of the Lost. That's what there I'm saying. There is internet. There's internet. Yes. But there's no, no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi? Yeah. So they could lose their data really fast. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really sucks for them. Yeah. One episode of Friends a Day, that's it. Yeah, that's all you get. <laughs> Half an episode. For Half an episode. <laughs> <laughs> mid-sip. Ross is mid-sip in his coffee in <laughs> Central Perk. Ugh. What's going to happen? Will he choke? <laughs> Find out tomorrow. Oh 
Well, and what I think is also very funny about the Isle of the Lost is you've got your ambivalent kids singing rotten to the core, talking about how they're not like not like the not like the kid next door. Rotten to but the core. But they're in the Isle of the Lost evil people land. Yeah, they live next door. To Thank the evil people. On. They yeah. yeah, they live next to each other. Yeah, however, there does seem to be a lot of like maybe not innocence, but definitely very innocent like people on the Isle of the Lost, like the, the entire time when the kids are running around and they're just messing with their stuff, they look, like, upset or they'll put on these shocked faces or something. I mean, they definitely emote a lot more than our lead characters do. Yes. They seem pretty ambivalent to good and evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no real stance with the kids, is there? No. They're just like... No, they're rotten to the core. Yeah, well, that's the awkward part about that opening is, like, they're trying to prove so bad that they're evil, but they're not doing evil. anything to prove it. Mm. They're just... It's weird. Yeah. But, but let's they talk say about they're the... trouble. They say they're bad. Uh-huh. They say they're evil. Uh-huh. And that makes them glad. Goodness. Yeah. It's all about oh, gladness. Yeah. yeah. If oh. you have badness, you got gladness. Yeah. And if you... <laughs> in, and there's a there's a whole thing where Mal doesn't want to go to Ordon Prep because it's full of preppy kids, which I don't really blame her for. I don't And her either. mom says, don't you like seeing the innocent suffer? And Mal's like, well, of course, who doesn't? So, obviously, Mal is the worst of them. I mean, Obviously. Probably. Sure, yeah. I mean, Evie's just trying to be a gold digger. She wants to snag a prince. Her her mom has uh, raised her to be good at, like, cooking, cleaning, all those sorts of, like, homemaker stuff and tells her, go out there, snag a prince, basically live off him the rest of your life. Right. Um, Jay's dad just really wants a genie lamp, which Jay will never find, so he's just going to steal a bunch of stuff. Yeah. That's just kind of what's going on. It's kind of a tragic story. <laughs> it is a little tragic. <laughs> it is a little yeah. tragic. He steals to please his dad, but he knows nothing's going to come Nothing's ever going to... You see what I mean? There's like some weird existentialism in his <laughs> yeah, character. Yeah, it's really sad. Uh, which is funny, because at the end, it just becomes sports is good. <laughs> That's it. It's almost like the evil people are taking them away from these actual issues. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, brainwashing them. True. Except for Carlos, who yeah. is the son of Corella yeah. he gets to the island and he he like his, his learns that just, animal abuse is bad and well, I think he learns that dogs are nice yeah and dogs are nice he yeah. owns a dog by the end of the movie his he, name is he dude doesn't. he does, he, does. I mean, it, he, he owns it he kind of takes care of it but I, it. I don't I think it belongs to the school doesn't matter it's okay. his now yeah he ain't letting it go it's in his arms every single every scene every scene it's adorable it's more, one of my favorite parts of the movie yeah it is true. well what I like about Carlos is he's not really a bad person he just no. was told by his mom that dogs want to kill him Right. And that's fair. I mean, there's a lot of people who have fear of dogs. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that that's a bad trait. He wasn't ever evil. And I no. think that's an interesting character. Right <laughs> yeah. That, that's yeah. what's weird because he's like, I'm running to the core and he kind of looks like, eh, I don't know about this. I don't know if I am in. <laughs> and he is one of the only actors that really genuinely acts yeah, as yeah. a main really cast. Adorable. He's good. Because what, what show was he in before? Uh, he was in, uh, what show was he in? Um... Jesse, I do believe. There might have been another show before that. But anyway, he was in a Disney Channel show. Yeah. So we had acting experience. Oh, you did. Really show. Only a couple did. And Mal was the only one that was in another show called Living Maddie. But she, Where was, she was better. She was better in that show yeah. than she was in the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird. Um, but yeah. So there's a couple other characters that we should probably talk about. Like, uh, who's the guy? Dopey? Oh, Doug. Doug, Doug is Doug, the Dopey yeah. son. Doug's yeah. Dopey's son. Who's um, a human. Yeah. His well, dad's one, a dwarf. His dad is a dwarf. Um, it's hard to say whether in this universe dwarves are a separate race or if they're just little people. 
I don't know. We have no, no idea. Yeah, That's no never really clarified, so who even knows? But he's the greatest kid ever. He's he really is. great. He's one of the best guys. His, vo- his voice sounds like it's stuck in puberty for the rest of his life. But that's yeah. kind of it. I mean, he's in, he's, I mean, they're all supposed to be high school students, and he's the only one who has at least the voice to, of a high school student. It's true. <laughs> but what I like about his character is that they didn't overdo his clumsiness. It was like a good yeah. medium. He was kind of like a cool cat, except for like he, you know be in awkward conversations yeah. or drop things. It was very relatable to a high school experience. Yeah, I liked, yeah. I liked him a lot. Well, this was a, this was the only character arc that I feel like they did very effectively is they have Evie uh, go to the island and basically like immediately start going after Cinderella's son, Prince Charming, <laughs> whose name is Chad. 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 Oh, Whoa. the best character in the movie. Dude. His name is actually Chad. <laughs> Chad. And he's a total Chad. Yeah. He says what we're all thinking, always. He's <laughs> like that attitude of like, I know I shouldn't say this, but I want to. He says it. He's Chad. He does not hold back. <laughs> That's all he does. He's great. But uh, uh, Evie gets his attention when she decides to cheat on a chemistry like question. Yeah. Where she, asks, she has a magic mirror, which she can ask to show her anything, really. And it's really cool. That answer was whack. Do you remember Oh, the one answer? where she's like... It's really cute, though, because Doug's in the background, like, checking her work and getting really impressed with yeah. her. Yeah. And then Chad sees an opportunity to uh, get all of his homework done by taking advantage of a smart girl. Mm. And uh, meets her sure. after school, and she, like, immediately goes for the kiss, man. Oh. She's, like, in it. Instantly. And he's like, oh, do my homework. Yeah, but it was so dumb. It was, <laughs> it was like, Chad, but it wasn't Chad. I was like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not a Chad moment. No. Chad's... Will whack in that scene. Yeah. Chad has some consistency issues, but <laughs> yeah. so does everyone. So I mean, yeah, he sure. really doesn't. He's a pretty straightforward character. I think you're superimposing who you think a Chad should be. You know be. what? I can superimpose whatever I want on Chad, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm in love with Chad. Fair <laughs> He's actually one of the most consistently written characters of this That's entire true, movie. That's true, and that's a little sad. Um, yeah. But uh, she ends up doing a bunch of homework for Chad, but then... Gets caught cheating, and uh, Doug sticks up for her and asks mm. that she can redo the test and things like that. And she ends up getting a B plus, and she says that she learned that she wasn't just a pretty face. And her Aww. and Doug end up getting together, and it is the sweetest relationship in the entire movie. It gives every guy hope in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's great. Yeah, she's really great. Evie has a really great character arc. She learns not to be evil pretty quick. Uh, she really wants to get into fashion, but mm. she also enjoys... Uh, she's good at it, too. Yeah, she's really good at fashion. Probably she, the only one. Mal constantly wears these horrible leather jackets <laughs> that ruins every outfit she wears in the movie. It's the, so disappointing. The costume yeah. design in this movie is of interest. I mean, all of our main characters wear leather. Yes. Um, they progressively get less leather as they are hanging out True. with the Oridon Prep kids and becoming good, quote-unquote. But uh, during the opening, I'm like, there's there's just, like, that would be so uncomfortable to wear that. And you're, like, running around doing parkour and sweating. <laughs> like, majority. Leather pants. Oh. It's gross. Kind of has just, like, a sweaty vibe at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is kind of a sweaty vibe. I like how the movie thinks that, like, oh, I wear leather. I'm bad instantly. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, can we do, can we put a pause on this conversation and yeah. talk about what the movie thinks good and bad Yes, are. <laughs> this is important to the film, this by the way. This is important, yeah. Yeah, the whole movie sets itself up as, like, uh, you don't have to be your parents, like, you can choose to be good or bad, and, you know, it doesn't matter, like, you know, sins of the father type stuff. 
But this movie, like, I feel like fundamentally misunderstands what good and bad is. <laughs> like, what it means. Yeah. True. Like, it's kind of, you are either born with good parents or bad parents, and they teach you what is quote-unquote right by their own actions. Right. And... Yeah. It's understandable for, right. like, a second there. Well, and I think if they would have played this and really, like, tried to convince you why it's good to be good, yeah. like, what good actually is. But the problem is, is that the Oridon prep kids are so horrible to each other <laughs> and the new kids. And, like, they're really bad, honestly. But yeah. they're the quote-unquote good kids. So good and evil is basically dependent on what you call yourself, essentially. Basically. It's, it's just, just status. It's, it's a status symbol. Yeah. You're either good or you're bad. Yeah. But the but the Oridon, I, I thought that the Oridon prep kids would have to, like, learn to accept, like, you know, the what they call the VKs. But they know. never do. Yeah. They, they never do. No. They, they seem to be kind of getting along with them because Mal does their hair. Right. With magic, and that's like the most petty thing. But let's move past that. Okay. But then uh, Audrey's grandmother, not her mom. We never meet Sleeping Beauty in this movie, but her <laughs> grandmother um, comes in and meets Mal and thinks that Mal is Maleficent, which is a fair assumption because I'm pretty sure that Mal just stands for Maleficent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, she just sort of is Maleficent. Yeah, without horns. Yeah, we don't get into it. Not it's vaudeville. Race. She doesn't vaudeville dance enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about that. That's all right. We're, we'll, we're on we'll this get tangent. To it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then immediately is like. Oh, you you basically ruined my life. My daughter's asleep, and I was asleep for a hundred years. And bleh. and uh, then I think Ben comes up to defend Mal because Ben's into Mal and says, <laughs> you know, oh, but it's n- it's not Maleficent. It's her daughter, and she's here at the school. And then the grandma's like, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. And then instantly after that, all the kids just abandon. And then them. Chad, Chad with the hit with the slam dunk, <laughs> he comes in there like. Fire! <laughs> just like, nope, you're wrong. These people are evil. Y'all yeah. are whack. Yeah, it's weird. Doesn't he's he just, get punched? He gets too? punched, he gets and he's punched. like, and he gets all dramatic. His mouth is always like, Bleh. he's like, oh, who punches him? Who punches him? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it's Jay. Was it might have been Jay. It was yeah. either Jay or it was Ben. It, it wasn't, wasn't Ben. Wasn't Ben. That would have given him too much character. That's true. Ben has no character. He no. has character. They just never utilize. They never it. use it. They he's very they poor. get somewhere and they're like, nope. Nah, he let's forget about it. it. <laughs> let's 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 keep that for later. Yep. Um. But yes. So and then all the kids, all the all the kids just hate him, and even Doug leaves Evie to that go was, sit with the prep kids. That was the worst scene in the movie. That did not work with his character at no, all. No. But all the other kids as well, like the kids who Mal did the hair on, and then you have this uh, character Lonnie, who is apparently the daughter of Mulan, but she's just such a non-entity <laughs> in the story. She only cares about like looking cool. So Mal does her hair, and then she like rips her skirt. She's like, "Now I'm cool." Which <laughs> is the wackest it's thing so ever. It's so wack. Um, <laughs> but even they even have they even set up an emotional scene between Lonnie and the kids where uh, Mal's making her love potion, but mm. she has to put it in cookies. Yes. And uh, Lonnie comes down and is like, "Oh, you need chocolate chips? That's like what my mom used to do. We used to sit down and eat the cookies." Yeah. And then the the VKs actually get like super emotional. VKs is villain kids for all you who aren't in the know. Now nah. the Descendants <laughs> fandom. 
Come on, get into the Descendants You'll fandom. Uh, they, they've never had these cookies before, and they're like, oh, it's different on the island. And they actually get, like, super emotional. Like, they, all four of them look like they're going to cry uniformly. And that was really weird. It was like PTSD out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. Uni- like, unison, they're all crying in yeah. unison. It was like, okay. All right. Well, they all cry. They all get red. But then Lonnie's like, oh, I didn't realize things were so hard on the island. And she sheds, like, a single tear, which was the last ingredient to the love potion. So Mal just, like, takes it off her face and throws it in the potion. It's kind of awkward. She's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. What? what? Everything's fine. Okay, bye-bye. Have fun. Yep. Good life. But, like, you think that, like, maybe the writers are sort of clumsily setting up the fact that Lonnie's going to, like, turn to be on their side and stuff. I wish. But when the the Oridon prep kids, like, kind of ostracize the VKs, Mal gets upset, and so she changes Jane's hair, which she changed to be cool hair, yeah. back to her normal haircut, which apparently makes her ugly. And everybody goes, ooh! And Lonnie, <laughs> who's standing, like, a little bit off, like, with the rest of the Oridon prep kids, checks her hair frantically to make sure it hasn't turned back. Yeah. So apparently they learned nothing. Nope. There's no She way. had one moment of, of humanity... <laughs> And then it was just scrapped. It was just scrapped. The and, rest of and it didn't even make any sense. She shows up. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea it was so hard there. Is my hair okay? Okay, fine. Everything's yeah. fine. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite right. It was I didn't weird. even realize she was in the movie. I completely I forgot know. about her and I watched it three days She's ago. She's a really non-entity. Which makes me sad because Mulan is arguably the best Disney princess. That's not She's mo- not a princess. I know, but like... <laughs> She is on the roster. Yeah, she is. Technically. It doesn't make it For some sense. reason. For yeah. some reason. Can, can, yeah, and, and just for like a second, because I'm on like this little tangent here. I hate how all the characters have to introduce themselves. Like, I'm Audrey, Sleeping Beauty's daughter, you know? Oh, Nobody God. does that. <laughs> Throckmorton, son of... <laughs> Throckmorton. Son of Bartholomew. Bartholomew? I don't know. <gasps> names. <laughs> None oh. of those were names. I guess Thornton's oh. a name. Thornton. Can I explain Jay's sport outing? <laughs> okay. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. So Jay's entire character arc basically amounts to, uh, he likes sports and is good at them, and he learns to work on a team. That's yeah. his entire character. Yeah, basically, Jay's out there playing this sport that he, he learns how to do, and it's basically like lacrosse and football. Mixed with like those Japanese games where stuff's like flying at people. So there's this red zone in the middle, and anytime someone goes in there with the ball, this guy with like this cannon shooter just goes kush, kush, kush. And Jay's doing these flips that you didn't even know he could do, and he's doing like crazy acrobatic stuff with a CGI ball, which looks horrible. Oh, yeah. it's the worst. The ball is Because everybody's doing like this choreography, and the ball, it just looks. Horrible, like, Windows XP from, like, years ago. Anyway, so, so it made, okay, the funniest part about it was, so the funniest part about it was, um, so Jay's going towards the goal, and there's different teams. They got a blue team and a yellow team. So Jay comes in there, and Ben is near the goal looking for the ball, and Jay clobbers Ben, and they're on the same team. Oh, yeah. Well, no, but that's the, that's his character development, because they call it out. They're like, Jay, you don't hit people. I know. That's what the coach says. And Jay's like, why not? Why don't I want to win? And they're like, no, it's the team that wins. And Jay's like, oh, it's the team that wins. And then later he gives a pep talk to the the, the villain kids. Like when, yes. When they're all feeling down, he's like, he like gets this really serious look on his face and he looks around and then he's like, guys, we should be on a team together. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And all of the VKs look up and are just like, 
oh my gosh, Jay. Like, now I actually want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. One scene is really good. So they got they got the uh, the coach um, just chilling there talking to Jay. And then they have the assistant coach just <laughs> giving him the googly eyes. And it's weird. And it's awkward. Because you're just standing there. And he's just like. He's in me- love with the coach. Oh, he's There's giving- a man who's just deeply in love with the coach. We don't know how. We don't know why. We but- don't know this guy's name. <laughs> But he's just so, like, into him. Like, eyes are locked <laughs> the entire time. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, so Jay, the problem with Jay is he learns this sport, <laughs> and it doesn't help him with anything later besides, like, hey, guys, I'm good at a sport now. And that's, well, no, he's good at teamwork. That's what helps him. Oh, uh, okay. Like, that, he, that he ends up giving one pep talk that brings everyone back up. Well, one sentence, which but, brings everyone but, back up. But this is halfway in the movie, and then you don't hear from Jay... Ever again. That's it. Well, because we got to focus on Mal's story arc. Mal. (laughs) Technically the most important. To be honest, I was the least interested in Mal. Least interested? Yeah. Yeah. I was way more interested in Carlos or even freaking Evie. Especially Evie. Yeah. 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 Not even. Very. (laughs) I kind of liked Evie. (laughs) You guys are both professing your love to her by the end. I would propose on site. She's amazing. When when Chad doesn't go for the kiss, I was like, bro. Yeah, Chad. Dude. That is a Chad move, bro. That is such a Chad move. I was like, even for Chad, I was like, dude. I think she intimidated Chad. To be I, honest, she had even more, like, Chadina energy. Yes, Chadina. Yeah. It's true. She's good. She I was powerful. Know. Dude, she was. I uh, know, but Mal, Mal's the main character, because she, she actually has the parent who wants to take over. She shouldn't have been the... Let's fix the movie real quick, okay? <laughs> That's what we do. It's Frick Flicks. Okay. Do we need, like, a intro, like an intro song? Interim? You guys, I'm... This is... I've planned this for years. Okay. We're fixing the movie now, because we talked about what's wrong. <laughs> Wow, that was incredible. All right, Seppa Kid. You really are such an amazing artist. Uh, Go follow Seppa Kid on Instagram, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Bam. All right, tell me what it needs to be fixed. Not my SoundCloud. (laughs) That's the worst form of music. It's true. You can find Rotten to the Core 2 on there. It's like all bad. If you made Rotten to the Core 2, I would definitely make everyone follow you on SoundCloud. I'd buy it myself. (laughs) Just to support myself because no one else would. No, No, we all would. Okay, thank you. Rotten to the Core is a masterpiece. (laughs) Basically... Uh, what would fix the movie? I can we talk about the subplot that we created with Ben because I think that's awesome. Okay, yes. um, you mean so? What's interesting about Ben as a character is that he's completely shafted throughout the movie. Yes, <laughs> by everyone. By everyone and the writers, especially the writers. Yeah. Uh, ben is sort of set up as this very interesting character because he's going to become king at a really young age. He seems to be sort of distant from his parents. Like, they don't really understand him, and he doesn't really, like, understand them, really. No. But what makes him kind of uh, an interesting character is that he is the one who decided to go bring the villain kids from the island to Oridon High. Mm. And he already says that he's chosen which ones he wants to come when his parents push back a little bit. He says, I, I, I already picked the ones who are going to come. Which, I mean, I guess the internet, they must have, like, a registry of all yeah. the kids on the island. But the minute that he meets Mal, he's immediately in love with her. 
It's true. And yeah. it's every shady. every second he gets, he's like kind of fawning over her. I mean, he's dating somebody. This is a little bit kind of on that edge. Yeah. But it does kind of it does kind of spark an an interesting conversation, which is like, why does Ben think that these villain kids have good potential? Mm. Right? Like none of the other kids show anything except for Doug. But yeah. Doug is special. Yes. But beyond him, Doug. literally no one else believes in these kids. Yep. Like literally no one. Literally no one. No. So we we were kind of trying we're trying to figure out like why Ben would be so invested in this. And I mean, you you could make the argument he just is like a really solidly good person. He grew up hearing stories about his dad being like mistaken for like a beast and right. stuff like that. That's understandable, kinda. And honestly, I feel like if they would have developed that further, like made him like kind of like a Captain America type where he's just so like into his own morals that like he just can't even see anything else around him. Right. Yeah. That actually could have been really interesting. Right. Um, especially like if the villain kids really did do some bad things and he still like championed them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that could have been kind of fun, but instead they sort of decide that that's he's not an interesting character. So he's yeah. just like he, your high school boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so awkward, which I like. All the awkward scenes with him are kind of. He's adorable. got the weirdest smirk every time he sees Mal. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, Mal. Hey, Mal. What's up? <laughs> you got to do the voice. He does like this weird thing where he goes up and then down sometimes. <laughs> so, Mal, I was thinking, you want to go this place? But I don't know if we can go there. But do you want to? <laughs> that's it. No, that's, that's not it. bad, actually. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was really in the good. room. He's in the room. <laughs> His spirit's in the room with us. Yeah, it's it's weird. But the other, the other interesting idea is that he could have... What the movie kind of lacks in is that they sort of set up these kids as being quote-unquote evil, but then they put them in a school full of quote-unquote good people, mm. uh, which the good... The evil kids kind of learn how to be good, and they, they learn to love being good. Yes. In... Not varying degrees of success, but I mean yeah. it's mostly out of convenience's sake. And yeah. now it just goes off the rails, but <laughs> somehow. Yeah. But the none of the none of the good kids, even though they have evil tendencies, ever are like kind of want to be bad. I mean, even with Jane like betraying her mom to go try to become pretty, yeah. is really played off as like, oh, she was misguided and but like she's not a bad person. She's just like a whatever person. Yeah. But I think one of the Oridon kids should have been explicitly evil like should have become explicitly evil Chad. <laughs> in one of the first <laughs> i think that was the direction with chad but they just did it in such like a a, a bra it's yeah, a bra it's, it's a bra <laughs> kind of a promo way. it's like that's not evil he's just a chad he's just yeah. A chad. yeah no but like one of the interesting ideas could have been if they would have made ben evil Mm. Or, like, mm. Ben wanted to be evil. Exactly. Like, he grew up, like, with all this responsibility, and his parents are getting two-shoes, and he's looking around at all these people who are good people, but they don't act, like, they don't have fun, they're just all, yeah. like, uptight, and they, they don't let him have any freedom. So he hears about these villain kids, and specifically sees a picture of Mal, and goes, I want her, I want her. and I want this. Yeah. So he brings them over under the pretext of them learning good, but actually tries to get the kids to teach him how to be bad. Yeah. And that could have been an interesting movie. That could have been very cool. Because it would have made more sense, because like you think about Ben and you think about Mal, that'd be so cool if they're both trying to manipulate each other. Yeah, constantly throughout the film. Yes. And then at the end, you could have the, where they convince Ben that like, it's not that he's against being good. It's a, that he's against being like these Oridon prep kids who aren't even really good. Mm, so you yeah. change the perspective of both of them and they both end up having freedom in being good, right? To mm. teach the kids a good lesson mm. instead of it being like, 
oh, yeah, we're just good now. You know, like, yeah. you were good the whole time, you know. Yeah. It's super stupid. <laughs> yeah, the problem is, is, like, the morality has nothing to do with um, the circumstance, you know? It's just, like, yeah. I feel good now, I feel bad. Yeah. There's no, like, oh, I've done this, and here's repercussions. And I feel like that's where the morality kind of doesn't add up at all. It doesn't all. make any sense. Yeah, but, but I would have really loved it if the entire movie was, like, them manipulating each other and then... Ben's, like, causing all of this trouble, and it's getting blamed on the VKs. Mm. And then they realize that it's him, and then he's like, we're doing this together. Like, we're both going to steal the wand, we're going to go out, we're going to free all the villains, it's going to be chaos, it's going to be great. Everyone's going to be, like, free to do whatever they want. Mm. And then they all have to, like, all the um, VKs are going to have to sit down and go, like, wait, do we really want to, to... to change the world like this. Mm. Because mm-hmm. the entire motivation of the VKs um, to get the wand is just that they're kind of scared of their parents, but their mm. parents are nuts. Like, <laughs> you're not really threatened by them. Like, this no. isn't, like, actual Disney movies where they're scary. This is, like, you know, pretty early onset dementia <laughs> yeah. parents where they just don't... Parents might not give me, you know, <laughs> something to eat. <laughs> not even that. It's like... Well, th- I don't know what the threat is. Like, halfway through the film, the they have a Skype call with their parents, and they've already decided that they aren't going to steal the wand. But then the parents are like, oh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing you soon, with the, meaning, like, with the wand. I think they're just all insecure I, well, to a say, high degree. Are we going to be able to get away with this? And they're like, oh, no, we're, they're going to kill us. Like, But I don't know what kind of power they have. I feel like if they went to the fairy godmother or the king or something and were like, hey, we were told by our parents to steal the wand, but we don't want to. Can we stay here instead of going back to the Isle of the Lost? You don't think that Ben wouldn't let them stay? True. Yeah, he'd let them stay. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't some conflict in like, yeah, their parents are scary and yeah, their parents have always been there. There's a really great line by Mal where, and like an actually effective scene between her and Evie where Evie talks about being afraid of her mom sometimes and asks Mal, are you afraid of your mom? Mm. And Mal says, no, I just want to impress her. You know, she can be a little scary at times, but she does love me in her own way. Mm. Where you actually do get a sense that she does care for her mother. And like, that could be sort of like why she doesn't want to stop doing what she does. But the motivation is arguably, the motivation for them questioning their beliefs and why they're doing something is arguably weaker if the motivational force is off on an island somewhere where they can't escape <laughs> rather than literally the guy who brought them over. Yeah. And is now, instead of trying to make them good, trying to pressure them to go There was no something. immediate danger in the movie, was no. there? That is such a good point because if they're like, yo, we want to be good and we like the perks, yeah. it's not like the parents can go, hmm, how are we going to get over yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh no, we're screwed. Like, that's the entire movie. Yeah. And yeah. they don't ever build up enough emotional tension to think like, you know, like, they have that opening where Jay is trying to care for his dad and, like, where Mal, like, says that she loves her mom and things like that. Like, they have that in the movie, but they, that isn't the driving force behind them trying to get the wand. The driving force is, quote-unquote, fear, but there's really no fear, which is why the movie meanders around as they just experience Oridon High. And there really is no immediate threat to, to grab this other than, oh no, our parents Skype called us and now we have to go get the wand. <laughs> that so, is the entire movie. That's so true. And that would not motivate me at all with that Skype call. It's like, hey guys, blah, 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 blah. You know, they, the parents make no sense. So oh, I love I'd just be like, I would feel reassured about my plan about saying here. The Skype here. call <laughs> opens with the parents not being able to turn on their... Um, 
their camera on their computer. Yeah. Like, like, they're not a threatening bunch of folk. No. There's a really great scene at the end where they're covering TV coverage over the coronation, and uh, Evil Queen is, like, throwing popcorn at the screen <laughs> yes. Snow White's on it. Yes. And they're talking like, about <laughs> sleeping for <laughs> Snow White, and they're yeah. like, oh, she definitely got work done. And Maleficent has, like, this <laughs> stare. <laughs> yes. She stares at Evil Queen, like, so judgmental. Like thousand yards. Oh, watch the movie, see that scene. It's That's so the only scene you need. No, Good. that one in the one where the guy's like totally has the lovey dovey eyes for the coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the Shad moments. Mm-hmm. Is the movie worth watching? Like, just for like an audience. Like, if somebody was listening to this. Yeah. Hi. We're going to tell you if it's worth watching in just uh, a moment. Do we want to workshop the movie a little more? No, hold on. Okay. I want to know. Stop. I want to okay. know your guys' thoughts. Mm. For me, it really depends on, like, what you like getting out of movies. Uh-huh. Um, I like watching movies for just kind of weird things. Uh, like, if I don't like cliches in movies. I don't really yeah. like things that I've seen a million times before. And honestly, Descendants isn't something that you've seen a million times yeah. before. It's very strange. It has a lot of cliches and tropes, but none of them are done well, so right. they feel yeah. new. They do feel new. They don't they're feel stumbling good. all over themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The plot kind of meanders and it jumps between different plot threads in a way that doesn't actually make any sense. Right. Um but I think that it's it's enjoyable for the little scenes that they either get right or that they get so wrong yeah. that it's funny. But there is a lot of downtime in this movie. There like, is. There's a lot of time where you... Like, this, the dating scene between Mal and Ben oh. goes on for, like, 20 years. I remember when that came on and we all, like, left the <laughs> we room. Left, we left the room. I was the only one sitting there taking notes for you guys. Yeah. Um, but there was... <laughs> I looked at my phone and you left the room. Yeah. I made, like, popcorn or something. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, yeah, you weren't even there for <laughs> not that. Not there. Not but there's there. just, it's just them, like, talking to each other and then... Ben goes for a swim and then drowns off. <laughs> she sings a four-minute song. It's like auto-tuned four-minute four minute song. And it's like yeah. it's like she's way up there. And let's not forget the "Be Our Guest" song. Oh gosh, that yeah. was weird. They all took acid and they're like, "Here we go." There's like an acapella rap "Be Our Guest" cover with only white people. With only, only white, white people. people, and they can't dance. None of them can dance. What was it? It looks like if a Dockers commercial. Was directed by Spike Lee. Lee. <laughs> Quote from Sepikin. It just looks like because they're all wearing like weird pastel colored yeah. suits oh, and they're yeah. all white guys with like glasses and close cut hair. Oh, it's terrible. But they're like rapping and it's obviously dubbed by like a black dude. Is like it? it probably is. Probably it's like a really nice rap. He's doing well. It's just so awkward it and is weird. It's so weird. But like, it's a long movie, like two hours long. I it's say. Yeah. pretty close to three hours. Pretty close to three. Really? But like, that's a lot of my time. Yeah. Is it worth it's true. it? I feel like the movie, in a certain sense, this is how I feel in the movie. Because you have parts in the movie where you're you're kind of like seeing some humanity, and then they just throw that away for a song like "Be Our Guest." Yeah. Like you get Ben and Mal. Like, you know, falling in love, and next thing you know, you just get wrapping people in weird clothes. <laughs> it's kind of like if you were talking to your like your girlfriend, and you guys were like really enjoying this moment, and next thing you know, you see your car just get bulldozed behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's 
it's ruined at that point. It's ruined. You yeah. know what I mean? Any good conversation you just had, yeah. it's ruined. It's you have gone. to go deal with the badness. But like, there's enough good in it. Yeah. It's like if they had High School Musical and they're like, all right, let's do what we did before, but not. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I like about... But like that. I have to say, <laughs> yeah. it is only two hours. It feels like yeah. three hours. It feels, it feels like, like three, three hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. But... What I think is so funny about it to me is that they take these beloved, very cherished Disney properties and they throw them into a world that just doesn't make a lick of sense. Yes. Like, no. this premise is dumb. <laughs> like, there's no way you can make this premise work in a way that makes any sense. But instead of, like, aiming it towards children, which I think that they should have done, like, little kids. Like, little. Like, make, like, a TV show where it's, like, they... they learn how to overcome their differences and it's really cutesy and stuff like i feel like that would have worked but they decided to aim it at like the high school musical crowd of kids which is like middle schoolers yeah and i'm like i know that middle schoolers will be into this because there's drama but it is one of the dumber things you could be into as a middle (laughs) schooler and this is coming from somebody who was obsessed with teenage mutant ninja turtles as a middle schooler that's yeah. the coolest thing you can be into. Yeah, it's true. That's that. so dope. Yeah. There's, there's a lot nothing, worse. Yeah, than that. there's nothing worse or nothing better yeah. than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But, like, you have, to, you have to accept so many things. Like, the fact that all of these independent Disney kingdoms are now all under the control of the Beast. The fact yeah. that they all come from different time zones, and yet in 20 years from when the Beast united the kingdoms, we have limos and cell phones and internet and Wi-Fi and iPads and, like... VR games, all these sorts of things. And then you have to accept <laughs> that, like, you know, they, that all the villains had kids and all the heroes had kids. Like, they all were just... <laughs> th- that's what happened at the same time. Right. Like, and they're all the same age. Yeah, There's yeah. so much that you have to accept in this in this movie that just doesn't make any doesn't sense. make any sense. And they just throw it out so quickly. It's oh like, yeah, you have to like weird. listen for it like so fast. It's like, hey guys, anyway, we're moving on. Yeah, <laughs> it's all weird. They have like this really. They have the weird sport, which is like all these different things, and they wear chainmail under their jerseys. <laughs> like there's definitely like some leftover night stuff yeah, here, but yeah, also that. it's the future. It, Somehow. Yeah, it's it's like almost like a bad fanfic, but like most of the fanfics I read have actually established a world better than this. Yeah, there's no thought put into this world, really. And another, another thing too, like the music spacing oh. is so bad. <laughs> it's like they have a couple songs in the beginning, halfway through the movie, none. Besides <laughs> besides Ben's, which is oh. whack. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. It's like I love how he's like, give me an M, give me an A, give me an L, and then everybody's like... And then Audrey's oh. like, Audrey's like, wait what? a minute, he did not spell my name with those three letters. <laughs> and then he does like this Elvis, like dancing, and he's, that's not even his voice. Oh, Bank and oh, no. like that. But, okay, thank goodness they dumped him. Like, they oh. didn't dub Mal, and they uh, needed to they dub needed Mal. They like, Mal. they should have no. dubbed everybody in that film. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's not that uh, bad to be dubbed. They've no. dubbed a lot of people back in the day. And now it's like, oh, but auto-tune. It's like, no, auto-tune sucks. Nobody well, wants to hear that trash. And I know. think the music is also what makes this movie so fascinating because it spans so many different genres and none of them are done well. There's like vaudeville. There's, there's like... Yeah, well, uh, the first one is, is your dubstep brought into the core. Yeah. It's like this weird dubstep show choir thing. It's weird. And Those then dance moves. they have, um, uh, what's it, Evil Like Me, which is like this vaudeville-esque... Like, good. I like piece. That. Then you have Ben's love song, which is 
like, like it's high school musical. High school musical. Yeah. It's high school musical. And then you have Mal's like singing about being good maybe song when she's watching well she well Ben's not in the picture he's, so he's drowning literally or something drowning. yeah <laughs> he's definitely drowning you cannot see him in that frame yeah and then I like don't. <laughs> I don't think that there's any other songs in the movie but that one's I don't like, remember really, like, any pop. it's like kind of oh like, and then you get Be Our Guest Be Our Guest acapella. song oh, acapella rap and then oh. at the end you get like just this really run of the mill Disney end of movie high school musical yeah. camp rock esque song yeah for the and final that's, dance yeah that's it. Let's get fired. What, what was it? I don't remember. I don't Let's, even get, know. Let's get fired today. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> the directors. <laughs> Everyone involved. <laughs> Let's start. I don't know what it is. Let's start this off. Oh gosh. Let's set this off. Let's start this. <laughs> Let's, no, because I, I thought it was let's start this hoe. <laughs> So I thought it was, I think it's actually Let's Let This Go or something. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to start this up. I'm going to Google it. Because I was like really shocked when I heard a bunch of like high school musical actors like, let's Set. start this up. <laughs> <laughs> vroom, vroom, let's rev it. Uh, we can't play it. We're gonna I know. Sorry. Uh, uh, set it off. Set it oh, off. All right. Let's set it off. How did I get... <laughs> no, please, let's okay, not. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, I guess to answer your question, the answer is yes, watch it, and also no, don't watch it. It depends on what you want. This movie is really good at just being a fascinating example of something that fundamentally does not work. Yeah. And honest to goodness, like, even if we were to fix it with, like, our ideas, the movie still wouldn't be good. No, because the world is already broken. It's so it? broken from the, the moment they show you that iPad and they're like, the Beast was elected to King of Oradon, and now he's given it to his son. You're just like, I'm out. My brain is off. <laughs> All investment your... left right there. It's yeah. so bad. Leave investment at the door, and it's worth it, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then, the funny part, you open up with the iPad, you open up with the King, and pencil neck mama. <laughs> no, no. And then... We haven't talked about it. Right? No, we haven't. Anyway, and then he's like, hey, guys, um, so I want to let everybody in. And they're gonna be really nice. And then all of a sudden, right after that, you get run right to the core. Core, core, <laughs> to the core. That is the next thing you get in there. That's yeah, what it starts. Oh, it's so tonally shifted. There's like weird overacting and underacting. There's yeah. like high concept and like super low concept stuff that's just being thrown at you constantly. Constantly. The, it's it's one of those weird movies that like doesn't only have like tonal issues, but also just concept issues. Yeah. And character just issues. Everything is an issue. I don't know where the humor goes. <laughs> like the humor just just like dead. Yeah. And it's like this is funny. I only laughed at the parts that weren't supposed to be funny. Oh, me too. The only <laughs> funny parts of the movie were like serious parts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but because like they, they want to throw in things like um they didn't get baby as Cruella Deville squeaks her dead puppy's head. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. But for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And and at the end, they try to put together, like, this super weird, like, ending of, um, 
Mal being like, I don't want to be evil because it doesn't feel nice. And then she goes off on, I wish you, mom, you wouldn't have gotten to the point where you're evil. And then she goes, love is not weak. And these are like three separate reasons for her to be on the good side. And none of them are established. Oh, yeah. And you never know where you got them from. Like, you can look back in the movie. It's like, why? Yeah. I mean, I guess she's sort of into Ben because the writers have decided that. But like, she seems to have more fun when she's spray painting her art because she's an artist. Yeah. And they forget about, like, that's what makes her happy. But she's always doodling in the corner. Uh-huh. Like, her character likes art. It's like but the writers are like, I don't know. It's like as soon as Ben was like, hey, your art's good. And she's like, oh, gotta scrap that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it anymore. But, like, uh. she's never been proven that love is not weak. No. Like, that all came out of nowhere. It just came out, out of nowhere. Of, that wasn't the point of the movie. No. The point of the movie was dumb jokes about hurting the innocent. Like, <laughs> this is not a good film. <laughs> she was like... Love's not weak, mom. And yeah, she's like crying. At and the mom's end. like, "What are you talking about?" And then yes. the mom's too busy flirting with the bee. Oh, God. oh, that happened. Another time, another <laughs> life. In <laughs> another life. I'm like, what? It is like a I was like, oh, not good. So this talk has made me realize that this movie is fundamentally broken in every way possible. Yeah, basically. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Despite being well, a scrapped mess. I mean, parts of it are enjoyable. Parts. And parts of it are actually like they do actually have good character moments. Like the characters themselves the characters. are not bad. No. They're just poorly written. They're and poorly written, but they could be so much fun to work with. Yeah. yeah. And the world, even though it's fundamentally broken, could be really fun to sort of play in because you could just pull on all the inconsistencies and have like a field day with it. Yeah. But the writers just aren't like imaginative or competent or like not allowed to be by Disney because it's just so like boring. Like they, they take this really bizarre out there sort of world and tell mundane stories with it. Yes. I wanna look for my petition. I signed I made a petition out there on like sign this dot org or whatever. Uh, in twenty fifteen or sixteen. Twenty fifteen or sixteen. When we when we sat down and watched it. Uh, you guys keep talking, Seppa, I'm gonna look it up. We uh somehow Seppa decided that it was his new favorite movie. Yeah, I really loved it the first time around. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it really is a what treat. is it? Sign.org? It's change.org. Change.org. Yeah, it's not sign.org. Can we get sign.org? I don't know, let's, maybe. Let's get sign.org. What would you do? Make signs or no, sign things? No, we would just redirect it to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to okay. look it up. You guys I would like to say uh, a few things about kind of like the idea. Um, like the sort of ideas that I thought were really cool that we could have like moved with a little bit. Mm. There's a point where uh, Mal decides to manipulate Jane by mm-hmm. changing her hair and then making it look like she's going to make her pretty. Mm. But then stopping and being like, oh, I would need your... Your mom's wand for that. Like, oh, my magic isn't powerful enough, but I'm mm. sure you could get it from her. And then, like, teaches her how to be manipulative to mm. her mom. Mm. That never comes into play except for at the end where, where Jane decides to steal something. But it would have been really interesting had that set off something in Jane where you get to watch Jane go progressively down the route of evil. Yeah. Because... Again, good and evil aren't well-defined, but the movie seems to sort of loosely define good as being unselfish, teamwork, having friends, and Mm -hmm. evil as being selfish, only wanting what you want, um, and being mean to other people, like Mm -hmm. refusing to make friends. Mm -hmm. And by that definition, really, the Descendants kids, like from the the VKs, the minute that they come into the school, they are more or less good. 
Yeah, sure. And all the Oridon prep kids who are all just, like, catty and trying to get above each other are all most likely bad. Yes. So I think it would have been interesting to see one of them actually learn the skills that a VK has in order to actually become selfish and evil and walk down that path. Because that would have more clearly defined the good and the Yeah, evil. because if, cause if the kids, the VK kids, saw firsthand what their decisions did, like yes. the effects of it, yeah. it would make more sense. But yeah, Well, especially Mal, because Mal has this turnaround for no reason. She sees a wax figure of her mom and is like, I wonder if I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> that, that came out of so left field. That was out of nowhere. I was like, hmm. It was her first night. It wasn't like she had a chance to meet people. And it would have made sense had the good kids actually been good. But besides Ben, who's like a chump and who you can manipulate, all the other kids are catty and awful and treat them pretty much like you expect the people on the Isle of the Lost to treat them. Yeah. Um, and I really like this one line. Uh, which isn't quite a, a line, but, like, when Ben takes her out on the picnic, he says something to the effect of, you know, Mal, Mal is a child of evil and Ben is a child of good, but that doesn't actually mean anything. Mm-hmm. And I think if the if the film had actually taken that to its fullest extent mm-hmm. and really showed... But that would have required them to define good and evil, yeah. and they just didn't do that. But, like, if they had taken it to the fullest extent, if they had said good is altruistic and evil is selfish, which I understand is simplistic, but right. it, it's a kid's show, right? It's a kid's right. movie. And that would have been good to define something. Then I think that you could have shown that, like, the Oridon prep kids are actually, by definition, more evil because they are selfish. And the VKs are actually becoming more good because they have to stick together in order to, like, stick up against the evil. Right. Because it would have been at least cool with Ben's character to be like, hey, guys, look, like, you guys are accusing them of being evil, but look at yourself. Right, yeah, but that would require Ben to have a character. I know, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So there's there's potential, yeah. and then it's just bulldozed. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and it's just like, you're like, oh, we're getting somewhere. And yeah. it's like, nope. Nope. They're brought up again. Or if they had um, uh, Lonnie actually stick up for them after they, she had that scene where she like felt empathy for them, or felt sympathy, I guess. Like, and then had her in that moment when like Mal's just like getting upset, had her stand up and be like, "Look, these this isn't these guys' fault." Yeah. Like they had a hard upbringing, and maybe that doesn't excuse everything they've done, but it's something. You know, like some like like they needed a champion on the good quote unquote side because otherwise they are the most good characters in the entire show, and that ruins the entire point because they yeah. never show the Oridon kids as being defined as bad. Yeah. Even though they are, by definition of like what we sort of see as good and bad. Yeah. Bad people. So it's yes. confusing. But if they would have defined that, if they would have had Ben or Lonnie be their champion, maybe like a mixture of both of them, like Ben could be their champion from the get-go and Lonnie could convince or, or be convinced to be like on their side. And then you'd have Jane like progressively going more and more evil, not because she's a bad person, but because she's learned how to leverage her selfishness. So she's mm-hmm. already selfish and now she has the skills in order to do something, which would make Mal go, oh, these things that I'm doing are wrong. And this is the furthest result of it, kind of a thing. Yes. but Giving her a foil would have been really good, but they never give her a foil. No. You know, someone to play off of um, in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's thinking way too outside the box for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like that could have actually been a really really decent film. Like, again, not perfect, and the the world is kind of broken, but I think either making Ben be very... um, uh, how do I put it? Like strong-willed. Well, strong. Either either make him like confused about what evil is and really mm. like trying to fight against like the evil that he sees, but he defines 
the evil that he sees in his Oridon prep school, like that cattiness and stuff, as good. So he turns to the evil people to try to get some freedom from it. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and then have him be convinced, like, what actually is good and bad and mm. like, why he's seeing all this gray. Or having Jane become Mal's foil, where Mal kind of feels like she corrupts her, but it's actually just giving her tools that she already would have used to... Like, that she can now use to fulfill her selfish ambitions. Because mm-hmm. Jane's a really selfish character. Yeah, And they is. never do anything with her other than just <laughs> kind of put her on screen. I'm ugly. Oh. And then have her, like, steal the wand in the end. But if they had really built up her character as a foil to Mal, it, it would have been quite an amazing uh, film. I <laughs> what did you find? So... I'm on this petition. I'm on <laughs> change.org. Um, somebody put a petition up two years ago for Descendants 3. Perfect. Um, it just says, Descendants 1 and 2 are is both really good, and I want them to make Descendants 3, so pull sign this and get millions of signatures <laughs> so the movie can be confirmed. And um, so I went down to <laughs> read all reasons for signing, and this one's from Mercedes Hampton, and it just says... Mercedes Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like why we love these movies. We know who they're for. Yeah. They're for people like <laughs> Mercedes Hampton. And I think that crowd of people is so wholesome and just so... They're just in it for the moment. They're not... Yeah. You know, they're not overthinking how broken a piece of a movie is, you know? And I, uh, I don't think it might sound like we're bashing on this film, but honestly, we've gotten more enjoyment out of this than yeah. a lot of even functional movies out True. there. So, True. Well, I think because it's just so baffling. It's so baffling. And it's so confusing. It's like, why did you pick these music choices? Why did you pick to drop these characters? And I think probably the most redeeming thing about these movies is that they really come from a place of just money grubbing. Yes. But... They, they, in their manipulation of a particular population, they've thrown so many things at the wall to see what sticks that it becomes magical again. Like there's no, there's no arm of the House of Mouse over it where it's like everything must be safe, everything must be measured, everything must make sense. You know, there's none of that in this. Like you have that even in Avengers nowadays. But somehow Disney descendants about the kids of their most popular (laughs) characters get this none of this treatment. There is no quality control over this movie. There's no anyone coming in and being like, huh, I wonder if we could make more money if we made a film that actually worked. (laughs) But they're making so much money off of this because it it isn't, the writers aren't imaginative, but the people who are watching it are. And they're seeing this really broken, flawed, drama-ridden, teenage hormone world and going, (laughs) this is interesting to me as another crazy, drama-filled, teenage hormone person. And I can do something with this. I can create my OCs, you know, with these characters. (laughs) I can put them in this world. There's a world that I can play around in. You know, I can ship these characters together. It's basically fan fiction fodder. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah. In a movie. But it's it's good because it allows for creativity because it doesn't have the safety of the House of Mouse over it. It's good. Yeah. It is. I like that. It is unsafe. Yes. <laughs> it just <laughs> is. It just is. I can't believe they had that dud puppy joke in it. Like, yeah, there's yeah. just things that like you look at and you're like, this 
And the way they treat their villains in this, where they're all just, like, crazy people, and you're looking at them like, why would Disney allow this? <laughs> they're trying to release Maleficent 2, and I'm trying to imagine Angelina Jolie and the woman from this movie in the <laughs> same room together. Like, it makes not a lick of sense. No. Yeah, they don't pay any respects to the original. No, nothing. There's nothing. There's, they have the beast who's like this like 45-year-old man in glasses who looks like the most unassuming person. And his wife is just kind of like this pencil neck. <laughs> a giraffe. Yeah. Lo- lollipop. <laughs> Maybe we wouldn't focus on her neck so much if she had a personality. But she does not. She oh. just walks around looking like the uh, the dudes who invented the clones from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Such a presence. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good note to go out on. I think yeah. the neck <laughs> describes our feelings. I, yes. Yeah, it's it's so not a perfect you, film. But you should turn away, but you have to look. <laughs> that's a movie. I'm just so fascinated by the choices in this movie. So I think I think if you if you don't if you're kind of interested in seeing something that like fundamentally doesn't work but is still interesting and enjoyable on some level if you want to solve a mystery watch this film <laughs> you're you're going to get in you're going to get in you know mm. that's the whole point like yep. once you're in you just want to know how worse it can get yeah <laughs> but it does it does get worse but it does get better because it gets worse exactly yeah and so you get what you ask for when you turn the movie on you do <laughs> literally every time and we will be watching through all three movies and talking about oh that. this is uh descendants hype train this is the descendants Dude. hype train We're- descendants three whoever mercedes hampton mercedes hampton got their wish <laughs> mercedes hampton oh <laughs> dang yeah well I, I don't got much else to say should we do like a rating system or like how is do this we working? want a rating system i feel like they're kind of overrated do you give it a slap or not do you give it a slap i give it a fat slap yeah i give you know i'll give it a slap only because i get what they're trying to do but they fail so bad and i love because it doesn't the hype that they give this movie is not what this movie is, and I no. love it. Yeah. Everything looks different from the inside, and when you yes. get in, or from the outside, when you get in, it's like such a pleasant surprise. It's like when you look at a picture of like a place that you want to stay on the internet, and then you actually go there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the movie. That's it. That's the movie. Only slap or not. Um, I give it a block of cheese that sat out on the counter for an indeterminate amount of time, but doesn't yet smell. Wow. Huh. I, w- I would give it that... But I didn't think of that quite, like, that exact mm. description. I feel that, though. I was feeling more like milk. Like, yeah. fresh milk. Yeah. Put to the face. Like, <laughs> the whole carton. Okay, there you go. Our final rating for Descendants 2015 is um, fresh milk to the face. Frankly, to do.